Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to the Team Success Podcast. I am very excited to share with you our, what we call, Extraordinary Coach Culture. This is a document that Dan Sullivan created for our coach team to really understand what are the most important standards and values and principles that we operate by. Since the whole conversation about culture has been coming up and values has been coming up recently within our own team meetings and with clients that I've been coaching, I thought this would be a really, really relevant conversation to share. I have to give you a warning. We don't have five or 10 values, we have 15. So the next few podcasts you're going to hear will all be on these particular ones. However, I think you're going to find them fascinating. I know that I certainly do. And these are the underpinnings really of how Strategic Coach functions as a company. Now, why is it important to kind of figure out your values? And there are a lot of great exercises to help figure that out. Tony Shea from Zappos has a great one that I've downloaded before. EOS, Entrepreneurial Organization Systems, has a great one that I know a lot of our clients have done. There are a lot of great ways to figure it out. I've talked to Christine Cotaccini twice about their company values on this podcast. So there are lots of different ways at getting at it. You may have your own favorite way. My one recommendation is please make sure you get as many team members as you can to weigh in on this conversation. If it's just a top-down one, that doesn't really, really work. And I can tell you that these have been true since 1991 when I've been here. So this is very much a part of our bloodstream in terms of our company values. So we're really going to hone in on this. And I want to start today with number one. Number one is a positive focus, which means that we are always focusing on what is working, not in what isn't working. Now, not that we don't handle problems. We certainly do. We're quite skilled at that, too. But it is really part of our culture in the fact that we're always more interested in what's working than what's not working. And what's really fascinating about the positive focus is that what it allows people to do, especially when you use it at the beginning of any kind of a meeting, works brilliantly in client meetings, by the way, is it really has people get very present to that particular environment, to that meeting, to that conversation, to that event, whatever it is. So we always, always, always start everything with a positive focus. And if you're ever in a meeting with Dan Sullivan, co-founder of Strategic Coach will do a positive focus. If you're ever in one of my meetings, you'll also do a positive focus. I coached one workshop once not doing it and never, ever again. It took until noon until people were even remotely mentally present. Physically, they were there. That part was fine. But their brains were on the issue that they weren't handling in their office, the traffic jam on the way to the workshop. They were on their fight that they had with their spouse the night before. Lots of stuff gets in the way of us being mentally present and focusing on what is working versus what isn't is a profound way to get people into the moment. So I love doing it and I will not start any kind of a conversation or meeting without it, which I think is really fantastic. So we always focus on something that represents progress and achievement and this raises our confidence. This is the real reason to do the positive focus and that's as individuals, as teams and as an organization. Now, here's a quote, which I thought you would appreciate. When people are confident about what's working, they have the courage to look for improvements they can make. So the whole company always has to become more confident, but you can only do that by reinforcing what already works. I think this is such a crucial point for teamwork. How many times have we started meetings saying, hey, we're here to solve this particular problem. You jump into what the issue is and everyone weighs in and everyone's got this heavy look in their face and they're concentrating, which often looks like a frowny face, you may come up with some really great solutions, but it's intense. And if someone's feeling like they're the cause of the problem, 
Are they likely going to have the courage to speak up? Probably not. They're going to try and come up with some of the best solutions, which is fine. But often people hold back a little bit. They're going to not go, oh, sorry, that was me. So one of the things that we've found is that even if we're doing one of our other tools called the Experience Transformer, we always, always start out with what worked. And even in any negative situation, it wasn't all bad. There was something that was okay about it. There was something that worked. And we find it absolutely critical to make sure that we protect and reinforce our team's confidence. It also was a great way to get to know people. So one of them, with our executive team, we all go around and talk about what's working. Normally, that's a work thing that happened from last week, a kind of win or a breakthrough. It's a great way to get caught up. We also find out what's going on for people personally. So if someone's had something happen with a family member that's great, or they helped achieve one of their goals, like a fitness or a weight loss goal, we get to acknowledge and celebrate and share that too. That may be a little counterculture for how you operate right now, but for us, it helps to get to know each other as people, not just as functioning, contributing team members. And that relationship building is huge. It actually adds a lot to the ongoing success of your business. So here are a few more specifics about exactly how we have that conversation. So first of all, if we do have people do an exercise around it, it always has to do with what's an achievement that you've had. And sometimes we're specific. So for one of our exercises, we call it a positive power up. We talk about what's a personal achievement, what is a professional achievement for you at work, and then what is a team achievement, one for either your team or the company that you want to acknowledge and celebrate. So we ask them to write down what that is and then tell themselves the reason why it's an achievement. Now, why do we do that? Isn't it kind of obvious? Well, what's interesting about asking people the importance and the reason why is because that makes sure it's your own. It's your own reason for writing it down, not someone else's, not because your team leader thought it'd be a great idea or your mother or the little voice in your head. It's like, no, this is something that's actually really important to you. What's the significance? Again, that makes it very personal and very real. And you're reflecting on real progress and achievements, not make-believe ones. Then is there any further progress? And if there is, great. Sometimes there isn't. But if there is, what's the first specific action? So after achievement and reason why or importance, what's the further progress? And then what's the first action? And that always needs to involve a verb. So call, write, do, schedule, what have you, purchase, whatever it is, make sure that there's an action there. And I like them to be really small and simple. I want to be something someone could leave the meeting with and make that phone call or put in their schedule or order online. I like it when it's something really basic so that there's continued momentum. That's a really powerful way to do it. A few more examples. So I love doing at the beginning of team meetings. So if you're ever in a strategic coach workshop or presentation of any kind, you can know that the team has met beforehand and gone round and to a person shared what they're happy or excited about. That's how we start all of our meetings. And then guess how we end our meetings? Same way. So we'll end by saying, what did you get out of the meeting? What was the value for you here? What did you take away from this? People find that really, really helpful because it means that they are taking value from the experience. What are they happy about? What did they learn? What are they going to move ahead with? And it's not just a nice to do. It's, in fact, very strategic. So you bookend conversations. And I always do this with my coaching conversation. I start with a positive focus and with what did you get out of this? What really landed for you? What really worked? So the person is telling themselves what really worked. And then I also get to hear what that was. I've even done this in personal conversations. I try to make sure it's very informal. Otherwise, it's a bit weird. But I find it really, really key to make sure that it's like, oh, what was most useful for you today? If I'm talking to my kids 
I find it great to say, hey, what's your positive focus? And then what did you really get out of that? What did you love about it? So there's lots of fun ways to kind of extract the positive from people's experience. Otherwise, it can remain kind of undifferentiated. Some stuff works, some stuff didn't work, and it all becomes a bit of a, a blur. And it's much more fun to have people really focus in on what was the progress, what were the achievements. And progress is what we're talking about here. Some people fall into the perfection trap around achievement, and they think, oh, it has to be completely finished. You know, this has to be like Michelangelo's David to be considered good enough. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> What's an area of progress? Did you go and buy new running shoes like you were going to so you can start you know, <laughs> your weekly run in with the running room or, or what have you? Did you make that phone call? Did you put it in your calendar? That's progress. And it can be small or it can be gigantic, but small wins lead to big wins. So one way that we have actually made this available to everybody, and this might be something you want to do for yourself and for your team, is to use the WinStreak app. So yes, there's an app for that. So WinStreak is available completely free for iOS and Android. So please jump in and get that. And what I love is that you can schedule reminders for what time you want to do it. So it kind of pops up, hey, time to do your win streak. And you write down the three wins or progress or achievements, whatever word you want to use. We use the word wins. What are your three wins for the day? What do you feel represented progress for you? Simple question. It can be, hey, I worked out. I ate the way I wanted to. This conversation with so-and-so went better than I thought. I completed this project. I reviewed next week on Friday before, so I, I don't have to work on the weekend. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Just something that you consider to be progress. And then you plan what you want your three wins to be for the next day. And that's kind of fun. It's almost like you're planning your positive focus. Now, here's the trick the next day. You write down what the three wins were, even if they were totally different. Even if nothing on your predicted list happened, doesn't matter. You're going to go back and practice. This is like weightlifting. You're going to get stronger at this. You're going to practice looking for what did work. Even if you had a wreck of a day, you're going to look amongst the wreckage and find the three good things that were not wrecks. You're going to find the good things and write those down and plan for a better day the next day. And it is a habit. I don't love the word discipline, but some people would say it's also a discipline. You really are training your brain to find the progress. And what's magical about this is that after a while, it becomes really normal and you don't even know you're doing it. And in almost any situation that someone else may be complaining about or feeling really negative about, you'll be able to see where the progress has been. And that, I have to tell you, my friends, it's a very healthy place from which to come. So I love the positive focus and because, again, it relates to confidence. When we can recognize that we are always making progress and we can stay calm and not reactive and figure out how to make the next area of progress, no matter what happens, that makes you strong and capable and resilient and able to handle anything. And don't we want that for our teams? Don't we want that for ourselves? Don't we want that for our companies? So I consider this, again, a very strategic move on your part to, one, create the habit of doing the positive focus for yourself, to bring this into your teams and the experiences that you're in charge of. And then also, this can just turn into a whole habit and whole mindset and a whole way of thinking. And this is key and critical to strategic coaches' culture. So I hope you've enjoyed this conversation about company values and number one for us, the positive focus. If you have any questions or comments, I'd love to hear them at questions at strategiccoach.com. And as always, here's to your team success. Hi, Shannon here. And thank you very much for listening. If you like what you heard today, please take a moment to rate the team success podcast on iTunes. 
And we'd love it if you'd share the podcast with anyone else who could benefit. If you're interested in learning more about the Strategic Coach Program for Entrepreneurs, visit us at strategiccoach.com or the Strategic Coach channel on YouTube. For free downloads and more team success strategies, visit teamsuccesshandbook.com.